0: Hello, my name is Al Patino and I am from Beauty Bayaz. and you are listening to SME Stories with Ken Alfred. You are now listening to the next great small business podcast. Welcome to the SME Stories podcast where it is all about small businesses in Canada. And here's your host, Ken Alfred.
1: Hey, everybody! Thanks the show. We have a great episode today with El Patino. Now, El Patino is the owner-operator of Beauty and Nails by Yas. Beauty and Nails by Yas is considered a personal service setting with a green pass, located in a private studio in North Ajax. They provide services in lashes, nails, one-on-one training, and a variety of other beauty services. El has been able to combine her passion for beauty and education, helping individuals feel as beautiful on the outside as within. She's a wife, mother, and owner with a lot of interesting stories and uh, you're going to enjoy. So sit back and absorb. All right. We are back here for part two with our discussion with Al Patino from Beauty and Nails by Yes. So now we're going to continue our conversation where I'm basically asking her now, what is the first piece of equipment you should be buying when you're starting your clinic? So let's continue with that conversation. So like, and I want to do this, but I don't even know where to start, where to begin. So now back to question, another question that we have here is that, uh, okay, so you you, you want to do this thing, what should be the first, I guess, tool or equipment you should purchase when you start your, your business?
0: So, I guess it depends on what you're doing, but any type of service where you're going to service the face, you're going to need a bed. So, a massage bed, or if you want to do, there's hydraulic beds as well, but they're a lot more expensive, but a simple massage table bed is what you're going to need, and a stool, because every client that you have, you're going to lay them down to do their lashes, you're going to lay them down to wax any part of their face, or to do a facial, but uh, that's going to be one of the first things that you're going to need to purchase.
1: Interesting. So get a bed um, for your clients and stuff like that, No, and that's great, because sometimes I think I've seen some where they might open it out of their garage, or something where they... have or they renovated their basement to a point that it is a business. So, you know, don't feel like you have to actually buy a shop, you know, because that can sometimes be very expensive, especially during the time when, you know, you have a lease and payments, are especially when you get no one coming in, that can be very expensive, right? So that that's interesting that you mentioned that. So we got that as well. So in this particular industry, is there any kind of special insurance that you'd need to be operating a beauty salon?
0: Absolutely. So you're going to need to, um, you also have to speak to your, like I guess depending on if you own your home or whatnot or where you're operating from, you're going to speak to um, an insurance company that could provide you with uh, insurance for your business, insurance of the services that you're going to provide. And they'll go through all of that. I mean, you can also find a broker that does multiple different insurances and they could potentially find you, like the best rate based on what you're
1: offering for your services. Oh, yes, perfect. And like I said, Ellen and I are not insurance agents, so please contact a broker or insurance agent if you really for your particular business that makes the most sense for you. Right. So sure. we're not giving any advice from that perspective no, here. Absolutely. So, so how do you stay on top of the industry? Because, like you said, there's some trends that you see, and some of them are fads as well. You know, when in doubt, like you know, look, think of the fidget spinners. Or those shirts that just like to sparkle up and down when you rub your hand on it. Yes. I don't know if you sell those flippy shirts. The sequins, shirts. <laughs> the sequins. Yes. Yeah. So, how do you keep on top of uh, your industry and, like, what do you use? Is it magazines? Is it websites? Is it uh, in market intelligence reports, or is it just your networking group that you talk to?
0: It's a combination of both. Um, you know, I don't really watch really I many. I guess the Nail Pro is the magazine as well, but it's via um, it's uh, like more like a blog style. So, if you're looking for, like, nail trends and whatnot, you can find back on that. But then, when it comes to, like, makeup, let's say if it's bridal, you might find the trends coming up in, like, bridal magazines. Um, you might also, like, if you're on Instagram a lot, you might start seeing certain types of content coming through, depending on who you follow and whatnot. And, um Yeah, I mean, that's kind of mostly where I find, you know, sometimes I might see some things on YouTube. Um, It's kind of a little bit everywhere um, when it comes to the trends.
1: Yeah, because things can change for whatever. Like, um, I don't know, when when you got married to your husband and I got married to my wife, one thing that we got from my in-laws was, you know, know, the wedding albums, the wedding pictures that you all get, that everyone gets, right? So nowadays everything is digital, but back then we... It was digital, but if we wanted to get it printed, we would get it printed out and you buy the big album and you show the pictures in. Well, my in-laws gave us, because we, for our case, we got married here in Canada, but then we did like a, a separate reception in Hong Kong, because that's where my wife Mrs. K is from. And they had this great big uh, reception. We got two receptions lucky for us. And they gave us uh, a wedding album from the reception, but it was all where the pictures were already, they already pre cited the photos and it was kind of like a, almost like a yearbook style Thing where they kind of made collages of various pages of different photos. And I was like, oh, wow. That's really nice. That's new. Didn't even think about stuff like that because I thought, oh, man, we have to pick all these photos. And, you know, and a lot of, if you've seen writing photos before, or any of those photos, you have a picture like this, <laughs> and you have a picture like this. Yeah. And it could be colored or not colored. Right. So yeah. for those who aren't uh, watching us on YouTube here, it's like your face can be turned one way and then slightly turned the next way. And that's considered two different pictures. Right. Yeah. So sometimes when you're trying to pick them out, you're looking at it, you're like, which one? Uh, yeah. They all look the same to me. I don't know. But interesting to see that. But uh, interesting. So. All right. So what I'm going to do right now is that we've jump through this pretty quickly. So we're going to do more of the relaxing fun type of questions here. Cause a lot of it was very business driven and stuff like, Oh, sorry. My last question forgot to do it before we hit our rapid fire round here. What is your best strategy for dealing with difficult clients?
0: So when you're dealing with a difficult client, um, you just want to listen to them. You want to just hear what they're saying. Um, sometimes it could just be a, a lack of communication between you and the client. Um, maybe it's a misunderstanding in terms of what the expectation is. Cause sometimes our expectations are not, they don't match. So I just find that, you know, you listen and then you try and figure out how to, how you go about solving the problem for them and making sure that you feel okay with how you solve the problem and that you can walk away from the situation and ensure that like, you know what, I feel like I handled it. Like, well, and you know that they're leaving and they're feeling Satisfied as well, so that's kind of. I mean, sometimes if you ever experience a situation where the customer is leaving happy, but you feel like you've been railroaded, and that could sometimes happen, and and vice versa as well. So, I mean, I just feel like it's really important just to have the conversation, listen, and then tackle that problem from there.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also understand too that sometimes you really might, no matter what you do, you're going to have an unhappy client. It, I'm sure it's happened in the past. And there's no one, there's nothing that you can do for them, no matter how hard you try. And I think is those are few and far between, right? Like I don't, if that happened too many times, then maybe one thing, there must, you're missing something, Absolutely. right? Because that should be like a one in like 99% time, like one time out of a hundred that should be happening. Absolutely. Right. Uh, right. But it also goes back to how do you target your ideal clients? Right. Because if you literally try to go for everybody, Sometimes that can be a big mistake, and you're going to get sometimes the bottom of the barrel, the ones that they want you to do it cheaper, they want you to do everything for them, and, you know, hey, I'm paying you, so you got to do exactly as I said, to the exact extent of, do, of me of, of what I want, and to the point is that I always laugh, and I'm like, sometimes when I think about that, I'm like, so, yeah, you, you came to me from expertise, and you're telling me how to do it. Yeah. Because clearly your way of doing it is working for you, right? That's why you came here, right?
0: Now it's time for the rapid fire round.
1: So, <laughs> you know, so, all right. So now we get to more lighthearted questions here in the rapid fire round here. Actually, sorry, I keep jumping back and forth to the rapid fire round, but there's always another question I forgot to ask. What is your, your best time hack? So work-life balance is a big thing for owners, right? We work sometimes 80 hours when we can be working for a company for 40 hours a week. So what is your best tip for those aspiring to get into your space when it comes to managing time, especially because you're yourself, you have married with kids. I don't know if you have any pets or anything like that, but how do you manage all that with friends as well?
0: Yeah. I mean, it can be very difficult. And I mean, the only thing that sometimes if I'm working a lot, the, the only the way I, I view it is I look at it like, okay, maybe this week is like crazy. But next week is not going to be like this. So that's okay. So as long as I'm having some type of fluctuations, then it's like at least a little bit, there's always going to be a little bit of downtime here and there, whether it's a day or, or whatnot. So, I mean, on a regular day-to-day, I try to ensure that I stay within my parameters that I'm supposed to be within. So I'm not working longer days than I'm supposed to. Um, But it can be very difficult because you I mean, you know, you're you're working for yourself and you're trying to ensure that you're making, you know, what you want to make. And sometimes there's be a client that slides in, you know, really late, and you're like, and they're like, can you please? And you're thinking like, oh, I'm like I kind of want to, but I really probably shouldn't because I agree to do this. And so I I try to make sure that I I stick to that and stick to my obligations as well because especially if I promised the kids to do something I don't want to do like oh sorry I got a client you know so I just yeah. have to make sure that you know I just stick to what I say that I'm going to do and just be consistent with that basically
1: well yeah and I think what, what's great about how you run your business too L, is that at least you have a pre-booking option right because for those that are just you know but then walking, distance, or so when people just do walk-ins, that sometimes throws a monkey wrench into your plan. Because mm-hmm. especially if, let's say, you're getting ready to close, and for some reason that person just happens to walk in, you know, 10 minutes before you're about to close. And you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. what do you do, right? But I guess you have that option of you can kind of control that. So that helps from that perspective. Yes. Yeah. Hey you, do you need a voiceover? Well, look no
0: farther. Northway Capital Group has your answer. Commercials and explainer videos, AVR and voicemail, health and wellness, corporate training and e-learning, announcements, documentaries, and biography. Contact us on social media or email us at northwaycapitalgroup at gmail.com. But yeah, and I try that too because, I mean, especially if you're doing a service like mail, it's not like a 20-minute service. So, I mean, yeah, if you walk in 20 minutes before, or, you know, you're going to, someone's going to close, I mean, that's going to push them over the time period that maybe they w- will want to be there. So, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah.
1: No, exactly. So now we can hit the rapid fire round. Okay. Right. Third time's the charm, Al. So we got this fun stuff. All right. So you ready to go for these rapid fire questions? Let's go. All right. What is your funniest business story so far? What
0: is <laughs> funniest stupid story? Um. oh that's a good one my funniest
1: um,
0: I don't know I mean, rapid
1: fire L. rapid fire <laughs> I know
0: <laughs> I mean when clients are here we're talking about everything so I mean sometimes they give me funny stories I can't think of one right now though I'm so sorry <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: it's okay all right now I think I might know the answer to this one What did? what would the 15 year old self be thinking you'd be doing right now
0: Oh, I I probably would have thought I was doing this, for sure.
1: That's what I figured out you can do here. Okay, so next question that we have here. What posters did you have in your room when you were younger?
0: What posters? Um, I was, (laughs) well, I loved Minnie Mouse when I was a lot younger. So I actually had like a full Minnie Mouse room, comforter, the the blinds, everything. Everything was Minnie Mouse. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, good to know I didn't know that so Minnie Mouse mine was like I played hockey when I was a kid so I had like you know you ever bought one of those elementary school books where you had like a book sale yeah. and sometimes it's a book that has posters in it and I was like I played hockey I bought a hockey book I'm like oh it came with like 10 posters some of the players I didn't even know who the hell they were aside from like the famous ones at that time and I'm like I guess I can put them up so I would just put posters of them in my room just to make just to make my room look like Somewhat normal, because it was just colored walls, plain color. It doesn't look exciting. I thought pictures and stuff would actually do that. And then, of course, uh, I was a martial arts guy, so I had a picture of Bruce Lee on there. Of course, so yeah. A lot of, a lot of people had that. Who <laughs> did like uh, Bruce Lee? <laughs> I'm curious to see what he'd be thinking about the martial arts space right now. Oh, yeah. if would like, seeing all these really, thing, really interesting things. But uh, MMA, yeah. yeah. He still probably beats every mall. He probably. probably beats them all up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What is one subscription you cannot live without?
0: Oh, like any subscription? Any. Oh, geez. I mean, when I'm really into it, I mean, I, I, I do like me. I, I have Netflix, but I also have like our regular streaming. And I mean, when the kids, when we just get into it and we just find something that we like to watch and we're all just on the couch, just enjoying that family. Engine. Yeah. Just enjoying that family time. So I, I can't lie. I mean, even though I, I don't watch TV every single day. Having our Android, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it when it's that time.
1: You, you know what I noticed about Netflix? They kind of almost did the opposite of what they first started with. Because you remember back in the day when Netflix first started, you could watch full seasons of particular TV shows. And maybe they were a few years old, but you can actually watch entire seasons in a binge session if you really want to. Yep. But then they changed that because, you know, if you, if people remember before streaming, you had the regular cable, and you know you'd see your weekly show, and you'd maybe record it, or you know you had those PVRs and stuff. But well, what would happen is, you know, you you watch it, and uh, you end up on a cliffhanger, and then you're just like stuck. You have to wait for the following week, if especially if it's a two part episode, and then you have to wait. And now they're doing that now with Netflix and other things, where you know, new episode next week. Yeah. I'm like, what does this happen? When did this? When did they start doing this stuff? It's supposed to be play the whole season if I wanted to watch it in a weekend I want to be able to watch it. Now it's all episodic now. It's like I don't know. I like that. I
0: mean I basically I'm not watching it until all the episodes are out. I'll just wait.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's a that's what we do as well. We don't, or we pick shows where it's already, let's say almost the entire series is done already. Yes. Right. So then there's no excuse. You can just be like, Oh, okay. So sometimes for those Marvel shows or anything like that, that's only like a limited 10 episode release. They'll just release it weekly or they'll, they'll, t- they'll lure you in. Yeah. You can watch the first two or three episodes within the first week or so. Yeah. And then after that's it's weekly. It's weekly. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: They know how to pull you in.
1: Right. That's why. They know how to pull you. And now the rates are going up and they don't like people sharing their accesses anymore, which, yeah. but anyways, enough about <laughs> streaming here. What is your, what, how would you describe your sense of humor in one word?
0: I mean, lots. <laughs> Lot? Lots? Lots. Lots. said you lots. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I like to laugh. I love to laugh. So I mean, the type of movie that I'm going to go for is, is going to be comedy, and a little bit of drama with action. So I mean, I love to laugh. So I mean, it's it's plenty.
1: All right, I didn't think about asking you this, but what is the? And I'm going to say this to some people. What is the worst sequel you've ever seen for movies?
0: The worst sequel. That's a good one. I mean, I'm pretty much okay. I mean, hmm. I feel like there's something I can I. I think okay, okay. So I did watch Red. Uh,
1: Lizzie, Red, okay.
0: Right, and the second one was kind of like meh. I liked the first, meh. yeah, I liked the first one, but the second one was. I mean, I still watch it, but it was kind of like, eh. but I, I like all those you know types of action movies. So,
1: you know, who's actually a big action fan? My mother, which I did not know. My mother, like, she too. loves like. Which sometimes, I, you know, I guess when you think of your parents, you're thinking, oh, they're only like drama stuff or like <laughs> older people movies. Yeah. But my mom is a big action buff. Like she loves the blow them up, shoot them up action movies yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. And funny thing, too. I don't know if you play video games or not, but maybe back maybe when you were younger. But back when the Atari first came out, <laughs> this is probably in the, in the 80s. Yeah. Right. I had an Atari system. You know, my, my my parents bought us a few games and I'm playing on it like Asteroid and all those other things. I did not realize until many years later that my parents never really bought that for my sister and I. They bought it for them. <laughs> for my mom. She wanted it. Because she told us that some days during school nights when my sister and I would go to bed, she'd play video games for like half an hour or an hour and after work. I'm like, Mom?
0: Really? That's funny. Yeah. My mom my mom loves Kung Fu movies. That was her well, thing, who doesn't? yeah. So, yeah, I I think I feel like I got that from her, just enjoying that type of action, shoot 'em up.
1: So, what's your? So, what is your favorite sequel now? So we talked about Red Two, which is more of a yeah. What was your favorite sequel?
0: So, I did like I used to watch Kill Bill a lot, like over Ooh. and over and over and over again. So, there's that. There's also John Wick. I used to watch that over and over yes. and over and
1: over. The new the new ones coming out. I, know, I definitely I'm, want to watch I'm it. Excited.
0: But yeah. So those are kind of things that, you know, kind of you know, they live rent free in my brain there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well I I love the John Wick movies. I I mean I, I didn't like well, I liked all of them. I didn't like what happened in the first one for those who haven't seen it because uh, you know I'm a big animal lover and stuff like that. You know. But uh yeah I was like mm, yeah. Why are they why are they why are they playing on the emotional strings already yeah. it's just the movie just started right? Because you saw the trailer it's like I'll oh, shoot him up and stuff yeah, but uh I sometimes wish they actually had a martial art called gun Fu. gun because right? that's the apparently that's what the style he's doing, but I don't know if that's an actual thing I
0: have to google that know, one. but the way they do it it's good yeah yeah
1: I mean I would love to yeah, yeah. I' would love to try it if it was, <laughs> but i don't I don't know because I don't have a gun, so it doesn't really matter, but uh interesting, okay, so. I always ask questions related to food. All right. So you probably, I don't know if you heard this coming up, but what is on, if you can make a sandwich, what would it be called and what would be in it?
0: Hmm. I mean, it could be loaded. And I mean, it's called loaded. It could be loaded. And I mean, it's going to be loaded with veggies and with meat. Because when I make a sandwich, I like it loaded. I like the lettuce falling off of it. And then I can pick it up and stuff it back into my (laughs) (laughs)
1: sandwich. Now, can you get more specific? Because meat and veggies, that's very generic, right? So specifically, what kind of veggies would you want on your perfect sandwich and what kind of specific meat would you like on it?
0: So I like smoked turkey. And then um, just like lettuce tomato, um I like banana peppers, I like pickles on the side on the side, not on the sandwich. But you have to like it has to be it has to go with the sandwich though. And then um some chipotle mayo and um some like Italian dressing on there too. Some or some balsamic uh vinegar and there's other veggies I would put on it, but I think, yeah.
1: <laughs> but you forgot the one of the most important things though, Al Which,
0: one, uh, which one? what?
1: Kind of what kind of bread?
0: Ooh. So I like a bread that's like mm. nice and moist on the inside and that has a little bit of a crunch on the outside. So like like a baguette or a Kaiser or something. Yeah.
1: All right. So it's called loaded, right? Yes, and it's loaded. And it's loaded. There you go. Yeah. That's great to hear. You know, you gave a lot more thought and you want to know how when I tried, and I tried to ask this question to all of them was about the sandwich. Do you know the most people who have this most, who struggle with that question the most? I don't know. Chefs. Oh, really? They struggled to find, you know, I had a few, because I had a few chefs on in the sh- in the show. And one thing I always asked them was about the sandwich where they would always be freaked out because they'd be like, huh, how do you do? But then what I asked them too about is cereal a soup? I mean they couldn't they could not they could not answer that either. Eventually. Right? Sorry?
0: <laughs> eventually.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> but when I asked them that, some of them would say, Of course. No, it's not a soup. Because soup is soups are hot. And then you're like, There's also cold soups. Yeah. And then they start racking their brain, and then there's like that awkward silence, because then they're just you can see the the wheel spinning in their head. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I call this thing the rapid fire round, right? Not not the slow thinking about it round, right? So
0: we like food, so that's my guilty pleasure. So
1: that's a guilty pleasure, but all right, let me let me probe that a little bit a little bit more. Sweet tooth, salty tooth, what kind of tooth do you have? Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Now this leads to my next my my second last question here. So would you go thirty days without your phone? or give up desserts for a month? Which one would you do?
0: I I need my my phone to run my business, but um, it's hard to not
1: (laughs) One of my guests called me the devil, Al, because he's a digital marketer, and he loves desserts.
0: Yeah. So
1: giving him that, he's like, you're evil, Ken. You're you're an evil man.
0: I'm going to say the dessert because at least I can use my phone to make money. So, I mean, eventually after that 30 days, I can have the dessert. That's my answer.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Good to know. Good to know. All right. Last question on the rapid fire round here. What is your theme song and why? So that song, you're walking down the street, that song hits, everybody know that L's coming.
0: Uh, That's a good one. Um.
1: It's not the Mickey Mouse Funhouse one. I assume it's not that one. Right? No.
0: So, I mean, <laughs> I, we're West Indian, so we love our silken music. We love our dance hall music. So, I mean, some of my family members were calling me a dance hall queen because I love to dance. So, <laughs> pretty much, you know, there's lab Cartel and I mean, lots of this I just love them. So, <laughs> yeah. One of those? Yes, it would be one of those. Absolutely. Nice
1: nice and uh, it's good to have something because I've had a variety of different people that have said different songs I had one said you know you are my sunshine that would be that one song another one would say like uh, wrestling music because you know they love watching the MW, after WWE back then so it's interesting to get all these different varieties there so alright so last question for everyone so where can sorry, do you have any other final advice for anyone who wants to get into your space or just start their own business honestly
0: I I would just say go off of your passion. So, you know, I know it's cliche, but they always say that, you know, if you do something that you love, you won't feel like you'll work a day in your life. So, you know, if you use what you like to do or your passion to fuel what you want to do for your business, um, I think you'll enjoy it a lot more.
1: Excellent. And where can people find you?
0: So you can find me on Instagram at beauty and nails by underscore Yaz. And you can find me um, on the website as well. But, I mean, everything is through the Instagram pretty much. All
1: right. And Yaz, it's spelled Y-A-Z, right? Correct. Perfect. Well, Al, this was an awesome show. Thanks for being on.
0: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was great being here.
1: (laughs) Hey, you. do you need a voiceover? Well, look no farther. Northway Capital Group has your
0: answer. Commercials and explainer videos, ABR and voicemail, health and wellness, Corporate training and e-learning, announcements, documentaries, and biography. Contact us on social media or email us at group at gmail.com. Hello, I'm Elle, and welcome to Beauty and Nails by Yaz. So here at Beauty and Nails by Yaz, we offer services in lashes, uh, nails, uh, makeup application, and many other beauty services. You can book online. You can call or you can text to book an appointment as well. Uh, Can't wait to meet you. Thank you for listening to the SME
1: Stories Podcast, which is owned by Northway Capital Group. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Northway Capital Group.